How y'all boys doing? How's your day been? Me, I'm good, man. I'm chilling. I actually, I actually been up for a little for a little while. You feel me? Because I know we talked about uh. <laughs> how, I, how i be up super late editing or whatever but I, i've been up for a couple hours man so i'm good I'm, I'm prepared you feel me that's what's up that's what's up yeah um i i don't know i stopped being a uh a morning person when i like i feel like my night adjusted and forced me to be a night owl now I so i started getting like comfortable being that that nighttime person um you know how sometimes when you're doing the whole one foot in, one foot out thing when you got a day job and it like the time is just drastically different. Your whole life kind of formulates around that. Yeah. So it's like I've been getting adjusted to that for a while now. So when I do have like morning stuff to do, it feels crazy. It almost feels like you don't sleep. Even though you do, it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, you sleep you sleep fast. Is, is yeah. That's what, <laughs> what I call it. You gotta sleep quick now, you know what I'm saying? All right, man, I'm going to jump into the episode real quick. What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites. It's going to be audio and visual this time, so definitely clap it up for the uh, upgrade going into 2022. Uh, That's going to take a while to get used to saying. I go by the name of Reggie Days. Today I am joined by my right-hand man behind the plan, Jay. Sheen couldn't be here on this episode. He got some things he got to handle. But we have our first guest. Uh, he's actually going to... The plan is for me to invite him back to do a 1v1 eventually so we can, you know, chop it up about his life and his come up as as a content creator, as a videographer, as a man with like a million hats. Uh, but for now, i just like to call him a friend, uh, a, a guide of some sorts if I ever do need... You know, any questions about content creating and things of that nature? Shouts out to Jax, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good, man. That was a, that was a crazy, amazing intro, bro. I appreciate you, man. But look, yo, listen. Yeah, L, 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 Jackson 1616, man. Creator and host of One Mic Stand. And as you mentioned, also the uh, creator and owner of Not Jax Productions, which is my video production shit. Um, I'm feeling good, man. What's going on? The name of my shit is like I think I already said it already. One mic stand, Jackson one six one six, not Jax Productions. I just want to make sure I I get all of my shameless plugs out the way before we actually, you know, what I'm saying, start chopping it up so that people know where they can find me. No, of course, of course. And um, honestly, the fact that you're able to do all that at once is crazy. So I can't wait to have that, you know, that sit down where we where we talk about juggling all those hats and making sure that everything gets done because content creating or just anything in general the hardest part is continuing like it's it's i feel like there's two milestones that you have to get over one is first initiating whatever it is that the idea is once you see it come to life that first time it's like a drug so you get past that first hurdle that second hurdle is waking up tomorrow and doing it again Mm -hmm. and that second hurdle is where most of us die yeah yeah and somehow you've been able to kind of go over that over and over and over again so that's that's something that's a blessing (laughs) but uh yeah man today's reality bites we um we're talking about something a little bit more on the serious side um as as men who grew up in the same era and understand you know the differences between what is perceived as manhood today versus what was perceived as manhood yesterday we've seen a lot of changes we've seen a lot of things and we were able to grow up in an era where the influences that were around us weren't the healthiest weren't the greatest but we were able to navigate and become the people that we are today and um the the concept that kind of made me want to look into this um is when a, a woman who's really close to me, she asked me once, she was like, why is it so hard for men to wrap their heads around being with one woman, right? Now, this was somebody who got cheated on and she she was in a position where she'd been cheated on by multiple of her exes. And she seemed fed up and she came to me for advice. Now, I asked her, I was like, you know, well, why exactly are you asking me this question? She kind of filled me in on what had, you know, just transpired with her current boyfriend who just became her ex as well as boyfriends previous. And 
it made me think because that was a good question. Like, why is that something that is so prevalent amongst men? And without doing the whole, you know, cheating is a human thing, pointing the finger back at both sides. What are the things that that men not only go through witness and vision what are the things in our environment that that formulates the mentality that makes you want to get up every day like a lot of these guys do and chase quote-unquote women or the idea of getting women because there are people that even say things like um the reason why they they have a successful job the reason why they want to drive a nice car the reason why they want to have a nice house like a lot of a lot of men don't even find joy in those things themselves. They find joy in the idea that if I do acquire these things, I acquire women with these things. So um, just chopping it up with that, like what are your early your early thoughts, your early influences? Like what comes to mind when you think of like what makes men feel the way that they do chase women like a drug? <laughs> Um, I think, man, this is when you, this is such an interesting conversation in general, but it's also very, uh, it's interesting to me specifically, right? Because I think where I personally like throw a lot of people off is, um, my, I kind of feel like my upbringing was a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? My influences were, were a little bit different than the, the stereotypical men that, you know, we're trying to have this conversation about. So let me, I, I want to say that first of all, because to answer your question, like directly, I think the general influences are music, media, TV, our peers who are also inexperienced and, and pretty stupid at a young age. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, For real. And so, sometimes also our, quote unquote OGs who are not our fathers, who might be an uncle, who might be a, an older brother, who might be older niggas on the on the sports team um that you know what I'm saying that we play for like at our school or high school or some shit like that. And a lot of the time it's like the blind leading the blind. You feel me? And I think a lot of the time it's it's that the way that like boys and girls are kind of like uh, how we interact at a at a young age is we're not really coached to like each other as people, to respect each other as people. As a matter of fact, at least in the black culture, boys and girls as as, as children are actually coached to stay away from one another until mm. until. Until they get to the age where the only reason that they're interested in one another is because of sex or something sexual. You feel me? That's a good point. That's a good point. Because when I think of like early interactions between men and women, early interactions, we're talking, you know, elementary school uh, or even daycare and things of that nature. You know, the idea was that to a little boy, the little girls are the ops or vice versa. Like you looked at it and you're like, oh, girls. So imagine that being the thing that you're taught all the way up until you hit puberty, all the way up until now you start to look at the girls as if they're not people, but just an object that is attractive to you physically. So you now you have no you have no other bearing than to want them around other than just to do something sexual with them. You feel me like we're never really coached up or programmed or conditioned to actually get to know them and, and, and like them as a human being. So if you don't like something, if you don't like a person as a human being, what other option do you have to look at them as you have an option to look at them as an object for your enjoyment, for your pleasure, et cetera, et cetera. So like, so once you get to that age, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and now people is fucking as, as young as maybe like 10 or 11, you don't that's all that you know. So why would you ever yeah. why would you ever circle back and be like, you know what, let me get let me actually get to know women or girls as people. Cause you don't you you've never been coached anything different. So like why would you it's nothing to even really circle back to. It's the distancing that's a problem. Now that you pointed that out, 
distancing can do one of two things or one of many things, honestly. One of the things is like um, when you're first initially taught that this is something that is, you know, oh, this is taboo. You don't you don't do that. Now, uh, uh, you tell a little girl, stay away from little boys. You know, little boys are nothing but trouble or vice versa. You know, a lot of uh, uh, especially I hear this from like mothers and aunts telling their little sons, you know, stay away from those little girls, little girls, nothing but trouble. You put up this wall of them being the enemy, everything that they like are being gross. Then it's aided by what happens if a little boy looks at a little girl's toy. Oh, no, that's don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't play with that. That's for girls. But it's not said in a way where it's like corrective. A lot of the times it's like uh, there, there's there's a, a, a venom to it where it's like even the idea of anything that is girly you spit at it like you're consistent. You're consistently putting this, this barrier between who this person is and who these people are that are that gender. So you move forward with that thought. And then when it does become time for you to feel any different, you start feeling these urges, you start looking at these people and you start, you know, feeling attraction. Then the distancing language shifts to another type of language which is it's still stay away. It's still that still venom of like telling, you, no, don't do this. Don't do this. But now it becomes that type of taboo where when you tell somebody not to do something over and over again, it makes them want it even more. And that's not necessarily a good thing either, because at that point they're chasing it for the thrill of it being something bad for you. Like you never actually learn a good coping mechanism to actually formulate a relationship from the beginning at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's a, there's a couple of things surrounding that too. Um, I think that friendship is lacking um, in a lot of like adult, like relationships. I think people like to, I don't even want to say people, I, I hate to do the blame shit, but in my experience, let me, let me say that. Let me speak personally. In my experience in dating, uh, sometimes it's hard to value women as women, as as friends, because a lot of the times women will want to uh, skip past the friendship stage and go straight to the relationship energy the relationship stage (laughs) like and but but what but what ends up happening is if a man if a man basically agrees to to those terms and skips the part where you cultivate the friendship and you jump straight to the serious shit to the relationship to the sex to the you know i'm saying the dates and gifts whatever it gets to a point where now the woman will have uh complaints or or air grievances grievances about how their friendship isn't existing within the relationship correct but the reality is my nigga like it was never there you it was never there because we you wanted to move so fast that we never got the opportunity to actually become friends and that's like the catch-22 for for most men or for us again personally for me in dating is is when you actually want to cultivate a friendship, that's something that takes time. And time is something that women seem to always be fighting against. You know what I'm saying? Man, look, um, it's funny because if if my engineer uh, was talking right now, he would be laughing at, at how you hit the nail on the head of how my dating life goes. <laughs> but um, it's crazy that the most common thing that I run into and the most common theme is that a lot of people just want to hit the gas. Like, they just want to hit the gas, and they just want to get to the finish line. Now, of course, it might be the age group thing, because you're saying, you know, a lot of them are chasing, are running against time, which is something that we do need to be uh, cognizant of. But sometimes it's also just the fact that they do, let's say they are interested in the, the boxes that you seem to check off. You know, you happen to be a certain type of height, but you also happen to be a certain type of individual. You have you have a certain look to you. You have a certain level of intelligence and all these things. They want to automatically jump in so deep. And one of the problems that I have with that, especially as somebody who continuously runs into the same thing with a lot of different women, 
in in my opinion, and sometimes I I eventually have to say it to someone, which is a rough conversation. I don't know you. Like you know my resume. Like you know what what school I may have went to. You know what my aspirations are. You see how I carry myself and things of that nature. But you don't know me yet. And I think that taking the time to get to know somebody is is integral. It's, it's essential. And I think that's one of the biggest things that are missing with just men and women dealing with each other and having healthy relationships before it even gets to marriage. A lot of things would have been easier if you're dealing with somebody that you know that you're actually you have some sort of real chemistry with. That's your real friend. Um, but before we veer off to the side, I want to start a timeline. So thinking of this uh, chronologically, right, we'll jump into infancy. So the kid first comes out. Now, of course, you know, first couple of weeks, the, the parents are dealing with it behind closed doors, this and that. The third, eventually, it's time for the family to meet the newborn, the family and friends to meet the newborn. I think that's literally the first moment of toxicity being uh, uh, entered. <laughs> Why you say that? <laughs> Why? I've seen it a million times. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite things. Like uh, when it's time for everybody to meet the baby, and then you have the 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 cliche jokes that everybody makes. If the baby's really attractive, first thing they're gonna say, they're like, "Oh, he's gonna be a lady killer, mm-hmm. a heartbreaker, and shit like that." He's gonna be a heartbreaker. Yeah. The women, the women are like, "Oh, he's gonna have, he's gonna be, he's gonna break so many hearts. He's gonna, he's gonna have all the little girlfriends." I've never heard even a side comment like a, a I've never heard a compliment with monogamy. Mm, okay. He's like gonna, when they compliment you or he's going to make a great boyfriend. Anything, it has to do with, oh, he's going to get them all. Right, 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 right. To me, that's where it begins. Like from from that going forward, that's what I've witnessed. Or even, you know kid is grade school aged and it's valentine's day you remember how in elementary school valentine's day was a little different people would have the little uh candies and and the notes that they would pass out to like everybody in their class mm-hmm. like everyone everyone you know boy or girl everyone gets like the the little valentine thing that they pass out to the entire class mm-hmm. i remember seeing like let's say you're walking to school with it and you got your mom there or whatever if you pass by somebody who's a male in um, your neighborhood or somebody who's a woman in your neighborhood or whatever, and they make a little joke, it's never a comment that has to do with anything positive. Like you, it's, it's a weird thing that I've noticed. Like if they say, Oh, look at Casanova. I bet, I bet you got eight Valentine's today. Right. Right. It's like, it's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, but to them it's not backhanded because they're looking at it like you the man. Yeah, but it's like you're being. It's, it's crazy how steadily you're being groomed into being this thing, this archetype, mm-hmm. and it goes deeper. If you think about like the the reason why people make their children watch children's television is because of what like avoiding inappropriate things, trying to keep things in their age group, trying to keep their exposure to unnecessary things down. Even in children's television, no one's talking about monogamy. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, you know, Boy Meets World or, uh, or, uh, or even Sweet Life of Zach and Cody thinking about like, you know, I think there's like a 10, 10 year gap between the two shows. I never, I was going to say, I never, I never saw the Zach and Cody shit, but Boy Meets World was, was, was my shit though. That shit was classic. Yeah, like I remember, you know, I, my my brother and I have a nine year age gap between the two. Mm-hmm. So I was I was there for the Boy Meets World era, and he was there for the you know Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and all that era. And I remember almost every show having an episode where the main character would have a date, would get like I, I it either be his first date or his first time getting a girl's number or getting you know pretty much pulling a girl, and he would double book himself where he would have to go back and forth between two, two dates or two girls and keep changing his clothes back, back and forth. 
at the same you you laughing because you remember we all remember that was like a constant theme mm-hmm. where even in those more innocent days of this is the unassuming guy this is the guy who's just learning he's just getting his feet wet the idea of two-timing a woman is immediately imprinted see i don't know if it's uh ah see this, this is this is what makes this interesting and tough at the same time because I'm thinking of I'm trying to I'm trying to like harken back to my child brain versus like my brain now just like kinda, I don't think we took it in that way by the way but I'm kinda, not saying like we we were taking it that way. right but I'm but I'm but, but the angle that I'm going is is it is it men being coached to two time women or is it that as as boys growing into men we realize that because of what's on most women's checklists this is just a category that we can we, like uh what's what am, what's the phrase i'm looking for to the victor go to spoils type Word. of type of thing right because not necess- and 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 i don't mean in a way where how you mentioned earlier i don't mean in a way where some men aspire to earn a certain amount of money just so that they can get women. I mean, where if you could be, you could be a guy who's on his way up the mountain and because you're on your way up the mountain, you just don't have access to certain things. So those things don't really matter to you right now. But then once you get in that particular category of man, now, even though that women wasn't wasn't or weren't the goal, because you're in this particular category, now you just your eyes are opened to having more access because you realize that oh shit, the, this whole time this is what all of these women actually wanted. So now I have my pick. Not that I not that this is something that I've always wanted, but now it's like fuck it. Since I'm here, and it seems like the women really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because part of this part, and I I hate trying to, I hate shaping it like it's a point the finger thing because it's, it's really not. But we can't have this conversation realistically without involving both parties, right? Because of course, of it's, course. Some, it's some niggas out here who going to cheat whether they got a bunch of bread or no bread. Whether they got a bunch of access or no access, they going if you a cheater, you a cheater. If you want to fuck bitches, you're going to fuck bitches. Like, if you want to be faithful, you're going to be faithful, right? But within this conversation, we also have to include the women who put themselves in these situations where they don't give a fuck. Where it's like, you know what? I know what rules I have to abide by if I want this particular type of dude. And the if i'm going to weigh the scale of do i want this particular type of guy or do i want to be treated a particular type of way a lot of women make their choice and then they live with their choice and then some some That's women some women make their choice and then they have trouble living with their choice like you know what i'm saying so it, it and i think it it it's really an individual thing but i i just wanted to point out how important it is that like we help, we also have to point out that it's some niggas who don't aspire to have things because they know that it's going to get them women. Some some dudes actually just aspire to be successful and then they realize once you become successful you would just have access to more to more things and one of those things air quotes might just be women. I I I personally agree with that because I I fall under that category, but I understand from watching a lot of different content creators over the years, watching, you know, whether it be interviews with people, listening to men that I'm friends with, listening to people that I know of, you know, I've seen a lot of firsthand account of men who say this themselves, like a very confidently, you know, well, the reason why I do X, Y, and Z, or I even care about doing these things or whatever is to be desirable. That's their thing. They want to be, and that's, I, that's also part of the, the concept of um, them consistently being in competition with their surroundings. You know, the idea of somebody who is competitive, who wants to be the quote unquote best in everything that they do. Part of that includes being the best as far as, you know, available person in the market. 
that's something that they that they kind of compile all together. And if we're looking at that and we're looking at that mentality, all of these things that we are naming, technically, they enter the story before before you even get to the part of life where you are talking to women where you're even trying to like we're talking about the initial things that set the mentality for a lot of guys where like why is it a genre of movie where uh, uh, a whole bunch of guys are aiming to lose their virginity before they leave high school like you know the american pie-esque movie that was like in the 90s that was one of the most common storylines for any teenaged white movie that was the thing like guy is uh, a guy isn't that cool he's aiming to become whatever it takes and it's usually a douchebag to <laughs> be able to get women yeah yeah there's a reason why that's a common theme what well, so and, uh, I, have, I have a question i'm sorry to cut you off but like yeah you good a, a, like there is a reason that there's a common theme but are you saying that it's because men have been conditioned and programmed by other men to be the quote unquote douchebags? Or are we saying that uh, that's a common theme because the people who are actually older than us, even the women who are older than us, what we see and what we hear and what is basically women telling men that, yo, if you aren't experienced in these particular uh areas i'm not gonna want to fuck with you like you know what i'm saying so like to to me like i'm i just want to make sure that we're we're discussing like all aspects of the conversation because again oh no i agree it's definitely it's heavy on the women's part and that's why i made sure i brought up you know the auntie saying the he's gonna be a heartbreaker he's gonna have all the little girlfriends he's gonna like even the behaviors of the women that that you love near and dear where you'll see, you know, wait, why is it that, you know, uh, this guy that's been chasing. I know a lot of dudes will tell stories about how they remember when their mother was they, they grew up with a single mother and they remember watching their mother's dating patterns and things of that nature. Like I, I know of guys who said that stuff like that affected them or like even having older sisters or seeing women around them where these guys that are one, one thing that one thing about men that um, women don't think about is that men are really good at sensing when another man is actually a legitimate good man. Mm-hmm. Right? Very good at sensing. Mm-hmm. We feel it. We see it. Right. Whether it be their actions, their behaviors, certain things of that nature. And when you watch those guys get ignored, done dirty, certain things of that nature, and you'll watch that person that either A, you care about, you love, whatever, <laughs> chase this other guy who is this archetype right. that reaffirms everything that the TV was telling you, that reaffirms everything that those, you know, all those negative influences that we mentioned before was kind of pointing you towards that this is the guy that is more desirable. I think all of those factors all share equal blame. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like a potion. Mm-hmm. Like all of those factors putting in together are molding someone because that's really what it is. Where are some of all those things that you named earlier, whether it be, you know, the media that we have, our friends, our peer group, our, you know, uh, influences that are familial all of those different experiences and and factors put together mold that initial person that you are and then the rest of your life is either unlearning or adjusting or adding to that formula to try to make yourself into whatever whole individual that you aim to be mm-hmm. yeah i that's i mean i i can't agree with you more you feel me it i laugh because that's like the oldest I don't even want to call it a complaint, but fuck it. Like that's the oldest complaint that a lot of guys have is just like, yo, like we see who you picking. (laughs) Like we can, like the whole world, the whole world sees who you picking and the whole world understands why every time that you pick the, the same person in a different body, why it don't work. But you the only person who don't understand that. But then you also get confused when it's like, why there are no quote unquote good guys left because the good guys see the niggas that you pick and it ain't, it don't reflect who they are. 
So now that's true too. It's left up to the is now like when that happens, right? It's left up to the level of maturity of the of the the man who you are, because now you have to make a choice of do I remain who I am and potentially sacrifice my ability to get women to be coveted to be wanted by women or or a a woman now i'm not even gonna say women right because that's playing into what we're talking about correct some because some if we're gonna keep it a buck some niggas don't even want a whole bunch of chicks bro they just want that one yeah some some men just want one super dope super attractive quality woman to just love them for who they are but even then it's sometimes it's hard to even fathom that that's possible if if I'm not a certain way because I see or even even worse even worse you want that one right but you realize that in order to get that particular one the guy that you have to be is that wrong guy exactly like I th- I feel like every guy's had that experience before where you realize that this person that you are aiming for this person that you do have this utmost feeling for and things of that nature is their palette is different than what you are right sometimes it's sometimes it's just a difference in preference but sometimes it is just the fact that at that juncture in life what they want is toxicity and you don't bring that you know what though let me it might not even be it might not even be toxicity it might just like the, the the unlearning and the reprogramming might just be like in our culture what we look at as cool and what's corny. That's what I meant by toxicity, though. Okay, like okay. those those a lot of those things a lot of those things fall into what's cool. I mean, being toxic is cool now. Like let's like if we're looking at you know the 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 way that people look at a future, the way that people look at you know certain people throughout the past. Um, I always use like friends as an example where who was the least successful technically was Joey, but who got the most women? Who was, who was it easier as far as like when it came to the dating market, who was it easier for? (laughs) Right. It was Joey. Right. Joey was living like a breeze. Right. It didn't matter that Ross was a doctor and actually like crazy advanced in his field, or it didn't matter that, you know, uh, 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 Chandler could be the funny guy. Joey being Joey worked. And those things, I feel like we, we take in all of that. It's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that too. Cause there's always, there's always that character on, on, yeah. on a show or on a movie who maybe doesn't actually check any of the boxes that women, uh, have when they when they when they're listing their criteria but that guy has some sort of it factor correct that 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 the women cannot seem to resist and it's and it's even it's clear it's like it's clear that i'm gonna not only am i gonna talk to you not only am i gonna have sex with you but i'm also gonna have sex and talk to a whole bunch of other different women and you're gonna know about it and you're still not gonna give a fuck because i'm just that much of that nigga yeah. And it's like I don't I don't know. I, I don't even it really is an X factor or an it factor because I don't even really know what to what to call that. And I don't think women know what to call it either. They just know when a guy has it. And I think in pursuit of that, I think so many guys lose themselves in pursuit of becoming that. Yeah. That's really what they're aiming to try to uh manufacture. Like they lose themselves trying to become whatever we would call that and then that's where we get a lot of the issues that we have today now um before we recorded this i mentioned that you know an old head of mine told me a parable once and um he's samoan and uh he was he was an older gentleman who was a uh, a super back when we lived in brooklyn and he told me a story that he called the werewolf story and i remember he sat me down once and talked to me about it and he was like he believes that you know in his people he was saying that uh, where he comes from they have a parable about a boy now this boy gets bitten by a wolf as the boy goes through now this this boy was roughly 12 13 so coming of age as a man as the boy goes through puberty 
he starts to realize that he's starting to get faster. He's starting to get taller. He's starting to get stronger. He's starting to become more uh, domineering, more dominant, more imposing of a figure. But what ends up happening is by the time he becomes a full grown individual, he's too much. Mm -hmm. He's too strong. Mm -hmm. He's breaking the homes around him. He's too fast. A lot of the time when he tries to slow down or be agile, he'll miss his mark. He's too vicious. He takes things too far. Now it's hard for him to even find a mate because he's too much of these things that were seen as prized before. Now, what he has to learn is to control these things, to harness these things. Eventually, as he harnesses these things, his transformations become more and more human. And eventually, instead of being a wolf, the boy is now part man, part wolf, werewolf. He's able to maintain his manly mind and his manly judgment and his manly instincts while being in the wolf form. And that parable he told me was his people's way of talking about that process of starting off as a boy, taking in the toxicity of the world as far as what the world wants you to be, what the world thinks a man is, chasing that pipe dream, and then being told when you do turn 18 and you do become an adult, that you're that all of those things that you were told before a are wrong b you shouldn't be those things and c you're now seeing the consequences of those actions and eventually going through those unlearnings to try to become that full well-rounded man <laughs> you know what <laughs> i laugh because again man in our in our culture right what i thought of when you were telling that story or the parable what i thought of was a guy who started out maybe being like a uh, like a street nigga or like a drug dealer or like a, a gangster or something like that and because of maybe a couple of like close calls he decided to turn his life around you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in order to maneuver in certain, you know, street activities, it's like you still got to be intelligent. You still got to be uh, tactical. You still have to move in a, in, a, in a certain way. And you can take those same skills and just apply them to something that's that's more legitimate. Right. And yeah. our culture. From my experience, from my observations, from my conversations, to our women, the reformed guy is a more coveted guy than the guy who lived his life the the quote-unquote correct way from start to finish. So, because I think that it seems like women would more would actually want the half werewolf, half human the guy who is a who's originally a werewolf but is able to turn it down than the guy who's 100% human and never able to turn it up to werewolf correct and that's that's actually the most important part of the parable like you 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 actually hit it on the head the idea is that the reason why one of the reasons why um those guys seem to be coveted is because they exhibit a lot of the traits that primarily in, in, uh, entice women like primarily before, you know, uh, take out a lot of the modern notions that we have just about the world around us and what's right and wrong and legal and illegal and things of that nature. There's a reason why that figure is somebody that entices them. There's a level of security that comes with somebody who's a tougher dude. There's a level of, of, um, um, attraction that comes to, with somebody who is, Outwardly, they just look stronger. They look tougher. They seem like they're more dangerous of a figure. Mm -hmm. This and this a lot is, of that comes back to like primal ideas of manhood. This is a topic that I've uh, 
I still I understand I understand it, but I, I I still I can't and I won't wrap my mind around it because it's easy to it's easy to want that. And I'm trying to put myself in a, in a woman's shoes, more specifically a mother's shoes. It's easy to want that from a man who did not come from you, from a man who is not a member of your family. If you have if you're if you're a mom and you have a son, you're not trying to raise your son to be a werewolf and then hope that he can dial it back down to be a human fucking being once he gets to the age where he's now interested in finding a wife. You would not raise your son like that. You would not want your brother to be that. If you had a fucking choice for your son to would you want your son to start start from being a good human being and go through life being a good human being and end life being able to say I was a good human being from start to finish 100% of the time you would pick that you would pick that for your brother you would pick that for your cousin you would pick that for your for your father I would imagine I'm not a woman so I can't 100% 100% speak for them but it's only when you're talking about men who are not from you or who are not related to you. Now, do you want that werewolf of a nigga? But in order to be a, in order to be reformed, you have to go through some bullshit, and yep. that's the part that I'll, I'll never understand, right? Because the part that we don't talk about is there's a lot of motherfuckers who never reform, and where and where are they? Where where are their lives? You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. kind of human beings are they? So we're only talking about the lucky few who are actually able to reform. But before you can reform, you got to be a shitty, you got to be in a shitty situation or you got to be a shitty human being. But yeah. nobody really talks about that, that, like that first half of what you have to do in order to become half, half wolf, half man. People, people don't talk about that because as people, we're selfish. Um, and I say that even in a smaller sense, just like picking, you know, thinking of a smaller example that we could do the opposite, you know, when we talk about the Madonna whore complex and how men want a woman who is chaste, but also wants a woman who is great in bed, but also wants a woman with a zero body count who, who, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that balance of that balancing act of things that don't make sense or things that you would never push your child to do or to you know what i'm saying like the things that we want out of out of a, a mate sometimes are terrible let me put can i can i let me push back for a second sure sure um i don't want to say that it's different with women but i do want to say that there are some some things that women ask men to be they don't ask they don't ask that we learn to be that with them they ask that we are pre-ready pre-readily made or already went through that experience so That's that true. we're That's so that true. we're ready by the time that we meet them as a as a man right just sticking to the to the to the bedroom shit as a man i don't necessarily need you to have a bunch of experience so that you're ready for to to customize your your uh sexual experiences to me i i would be cool with you just being open and willing to customize your your sexual experience the way that i would want it you know what i'm saying so you gotcha. don't you don't necessarily need to fucking have that do that shit right on the first time be a super freak on the first time it would be it would be dope but if you're not, I'm not going to X you off as long as you're willing to go through that process with me. But I think the things that men are asked to be, whether it be, uh, you know, monetarily, financially, security wise or sexually, whatever. A lot of that stuff. Again, it goes back to the to the time piece that we was talking about. A lot of women, especially the older that we get, not willing to really take that time to to groom or mold a man to be the man that they want them to be for them because it takes effort and it takes time and it's not fast and it's slow. It's a slow build. But yeah, I that, forgot that, who said that phrase. The uh, women don't build houses. They move in that, that, that line of thinking. <laughs> I, 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 I feel you on that. Cause that's something that I've talked about as well, where 
the idea is as a man, before you even get to me, before we even speak, these are things that you not only need to be, but these are the things that you need to already have gone through and X, Y, and Z. So yeah, that is a a different type of lineup. Um, But when, when we're talking about the men that are these half and half figures, right? These, these men that have been able to be, you know, whatever it was that was a terrible being and been able to kind of dial that back and become who they are now. The thing that you said that's the most interesting is they're the few. And the reason why it's only a few is because most don't make it back. Most are not able once you dial into certain urges and certain things or about yourself and you start living certain lifestyles and doing certain things it's easy to give into those urges and be that way forever like i couldn't see a character with the x factor whether it be the you know joey from friends or uh barney from how i met your mother or stiffler from american <laughs> pie or whoever we can name it's all great you character <laughs> you you can't think of that you can't imagine that character turning around and being like okay i'm done now Time to be time time to be a husband. Time to be a fa- a father figure. Time to be like you can't even picture that. The because- one the one character that comes to mind that did actually try to go back was Frank the Tank from old school. Now I know this, and, and I know that's a, a a comedy or whatever, but I think it applies here because when you do show that character try to go back, it's super boring for them. Yeah. It's super bland for them and it's miserable. It, it's miserable for them. And they're, they're, they're continuously fighting the urge to just go back and be who they naturally are. I just wanted to add that part. That's a, but that's important too, because in this parable, if you're looking at that, that idea of, I have these wolf instincts, that wolf hunger, this, this thing in me that wants to be full beast, but having to hold that and pull back for the rest of your life sounds miserable. That sounds terrible. Like, think about it. When you do, if you are somebody who is, you know, reformed, whatever, whatever it took for you to push out to that external being and pull back and become this half and half being. Think about how many guys who now that they're, they're with, you know, one partner and they have to deal with, well, you forgot to do X, Y, and Z today. You pissed me off. None none for you tonight. How many times you see a, a meme on social media that says, no, none from you tonight? <laughs> like, think about how for the rest of your life, even though you do have this devil on one shoulder, being that person that has to keep that pulled back. In an essence, that goes back to the earlier thing that you were saying, where it's like somebody who doesn't want to live that way, never tried to live that way, they would actually be happy to fill that position. But it's, it's crazy how, as people, we tend to chase those who don't really fit what we're looking for to try to fill these positions. Yeah, because of the, because of the, the X factor. And yeah. And that's the only, that's the only thing that I could, that I could, Again, if I'm trying to put myself in a in a woman's shoes, that's the only thing that makes sense. Is you trying to the thing that makes the guy the werewolf is the thing that is going to make him eat you. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but it's like the guy who's not going to the guy who's not going to eat you is the guy who don't have an X factor that you're looking for, that you want. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you always, I I would assume as a woman, you always kind of put in this peculiar situation because you're trying to, you're trying to make a a pick that is gonna uh, fulfill like both of your your urges, both of your like your primal urges, but your intelligent selection as well. And it would it has to be hard to find that type of person who's 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 dangerous enough to to harm the people around you but not harm you like you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like it's like but how do you but how do you pick that though it sounds like a time bomb part of it sounds like a time bomb part of it sounds like 
a really messy situation. Yeah, indeed. Like it it sounds like honestly, it sounds like something that can't truly ever be balanced. But we've seen those guys. We've seen them. They do exist. But I guess that's just what makes it so rare. Mm-hmm. But um, that's about it for this episode, man. It's 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 been truly a pleasure, Jax. Thank you so much, man. For, no problem, uh, indeed. Through. I know this wasn't easy for you to kind of squeeze us in your schedule. It seems like you drop something crazy every day. Um, but go ahead and let the people know where to find you and all that good stuff, man. Oh no! Nah. Well, first of all, man, thank you uh, for having me. You feel me? It was a it was a pleasure. This, the time went by super fast. You feel me? I had a I had a bunch more bullets loaded in the clip, but not. Nah. But look, man, Jackson one six one six is my Instagram. J A X O N one six one six. That's my personal page. The podcast page is One Mike Stand. The word one underscore Mike underscore Stand underscore. And if you need any videos done, promos, I do small business promos. I do creator or content creator, uh, behind the scenes, documentaries, lifestyle pieces, all of that is not Jack's Productions. And the Instagram for that is N-O-T underscore J-A-X. And the website is not Jack's Productions dot com. All right. All right. Well, yet again, I go by the name of Reggie Days. Today I was joined by not Jack's and my guy, my right hand man. Jay, thank you so much for uh, running the backboard for me today. Um, later days. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, she thinking fuck it, she leaving her panties. I told her to come back to get them. She playing. I wanna look like a nigga named Sandy. I woke up this morning, I feel like the man. Woke up this morning, I'm choosing the violence for all of these niggas that playing. I'm saying, rope up his like it was a vitamin. He ain't wake up to a nigga had landed. Fresh off a plane, I think I'm in Ireland, but I feel like I'm on another planet. Buy me a freak and she say that I'm styling. Say I'm a gentleman and I'm romantic. Yo, yo, hey, race car go like go, go, go. She tell me go slow mo do. With the wheel like I'm a pro, exotic car like my name Joe. See it stop sign, but I go, I still drive like a criminal. No event, the door, I raise the throat. Eating me and them, you gotta decide, but to pick your side and hold your pride. Come with us, you wanna stay alive. You go with them guys, your ass gon' die. Don't gotta describe the pressure I apply. Turn a python to a fry. Never compromise, never sympathize. Look them in his eyes when he died. He bright, he cried. Don't give a fuck, he was ride with them. He was slide with them, so we fried with them. The greatest I'm him. I see a resemblance, got a nigga trembling, giving me adrenaline. I don't like remembering, but I've been remembering everything in my memory for the past century. Yo, yo, yo. I told her to come back to get them, she playing I wanna look like a nigga named Sandy I woke up this morning, I feel like the man Woke up this morning, I'm choosing the violence For all of these niggas that playing, I'm saying Rope up his hand like it was a vitamin He ain't wake up to a nigga had landed Fresh off a plane, I think I'm in Ireland But I feel like I'm on another planet Buy me a freak and she say that I'm styling Say I'm a gentleman and I'm romantic Spend money on her, I ain't giving no fuck If she want her, but I buy her But Behind the back is a truck She gon' bag it up and dump it on me till I bust I said it's a must for the shit I put in And get back out for us Is it love, is it lust? I don't really give a fuck Let me get in your guts. Did the money make me this way? Now the money made me too pay. Where you at, babe? I wanna get laid. From the back, ripping her toupee. Snatch the wig, now I see her brace. Now I'm paying for another lace. Toupees all on her face. She ate it up and I ain't say no grace. I'm like that, my bag different. Medusa head on my fabric. I can make a son ad living, and I bet they say that it's a classic. Got mad wealth, I'm married. Live lavish with bad bitches. Status can't get vanished, cause my way, I'm having it. Yo, 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 yo. I told her to come back to get him, she playing. I wanna look like a nigga named Sandy. I woke up this morning, I feel like the man. Woke up this morning, I'm choosing the violence for all of these niggas that playing. I'm saying, rope up his hand like it was a vitamin. He ain't wake up to a nigga had landed. Fresh off a plane, I think I'm in Ireland, but I feel like I'm on another planet. Buy me a freak and she say that I'm styling. Say I'm a gentleman and I'm romantic. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah.